0: Today we have a very special guest, a fellow graduate of the Corcoran School of Art. She's an amazing artist and educator who currently serves as the director of ArtReach GW at the ARC. Please welcome to the show, Aslan Flowers. Thank you for joining us today.
1: Hello. Thank you for having me and inviting me to the state virtual space.
0: <laughs> <I'm so> excited. <laughs> Yay! So, take us to the very beginning. When did you discover a love for the arts? Ooh,
1: um well, and necessarily a love of the art that kind of started this, but I I think from a very young age I knew that like my thought process is different from other kids. And so, um, like from a very young age I was already thinking about like the way that the world works. Um, and looking at people and you know, watching behaviors. So I think that's what kind of started. Um, at least my curiosity mm. in terms of that. And then, um, you know, I was like creating things and uh, obviously enjoyed art, art class in elementary school. But middle school, um, I was excited. We had a, an art teacher. I don't remember her name, but she just kind of like disappeared in the middle of the semester. So we ended up with a long term substitute and didn't have an art teacher. And I was just disappointed. I was like, oh, this is going to be my first like real art class. Yeah. And I got it for the whole year. And With no art teacher, <laughs> so I just, it just left me with a desire to like. Uh, I couldn't wait till I got to high school to take even more like real classes. And so I did a lot of just drawing in these like not even real like sketchbooks, but like notepads, um, typical like optical illusions, black and white, drawing different things with your name, just real cartoons, like basic things. But I really love making patterns. And um, then I got to high school where I had some really awesome art teachers that kind of really just taught me almost everything that I know um, about the arts. And so, in which they motivated me to apply to art school. And so that's that's how I made it to art school. Cause all of them went to, you know, the top art schools in the area, which was Micah or Corcoran. Like they all had degrees mm. from there. They're um, very unique, but um, they all had like their own sense of style. So I learned a lot from each one of them, I kind of took that with me. I'm um, a long art school. So, what high school did you go to? I went to Springbrook High School. Oh, okay. Um, in Silver Spring, yes. Yeah. <laughs> did you do you um, know
0: someone named Isaacile um, Allrich?
1: That name sounds familiar. He used to work there. there. <laughs> okay. Oh, really? what you yeah.
0: There? Um. Shoot, I don't even know, but he's my uncle. He used to work at a high school called Springbrook. Oh uh, yeah. It must have been like it had to be before me. <laughs> okay, yeah. I think it was probably during the time because I was like in high school around the time. Mm-hmm. We we're pretty okay. close. But yeah, anyway. Um <laughs> so what made small you world. I know very small world. Mm-hmm. What made you decide to pursue a career in the arts?
1: So at first, um, so I was also really good at playing piano. And so I thought about pursuing that and then I thought in my head that I wanted to go to business school mm-hmm. um and so that's what I was mainly applying for when it came to colleges and I was dead set like I'm going to HBCU to find some business program I was so like dead set on that and then one of my um teachers she was like oh you should um do this you know the BFA MAT program the combined degree program and go and be a teacher I'm like I ain't teaching no kids so yeah forget about that and then lo and behold so I applied to the Corcoran um actually not before I applied, I went to portfolio day and I was you know I I was taking APR classes so like I had a portfolio but I wasn't confident because um, I knew it was competitive and that's pretty much how I got in but showing up to the portfolio day um and the guy who reviewed my work gave me a good review. And then next thing you know, I got an acceptance letter. And I was wow. like, whoa, like, didn't expect to get in. And so I was like, okay, what do I do now? Um, and so I decided, like, okay, this is like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. So I'm going to take this chance. I just decided right there and there I was going to go. Um, I had applied to Micah, but I didn't finish because I was just tired of um, doing college applications at that point. So I think I applied to, like, nine hmm. um, different college and universities. Um, and so that was that. I just decided I was going at that point.
0: So, did you know anything about art schools prior to your teacher kind of influencing you to apply to a BFA program?
1: No, it was all what I learned from my um, from my teachers. Like I said, I mm-hmm. set on going like doing business. Um, I thought about it, but I don't think I really knew what it meant to be an artist, and I just mm-hmm. considered. You know, I can become an entrepreneur. Um, I did, so long story short, I did obviously did the BFA MAT program. <laughs> Even while doing that program, I was like, I still don't know if I want to teach. And then I just still just kind of fell into it. Um, but I like inspiring other people, or like teaching other people about the arts or, or like having appreciation for it.
0: Definitely. I can relate to that because when I did the program as well, I was just like, mm. I don't know if I want to teach, but it'll probably be a good thing to have. And I
1: didn't really like, even so think was, about it, but I was like, hmm, you know, five years. Five-year program, two yeah. degrees. Again, didn't know what I was getting into because I took, that means you take a full load of classes every mm-hmm. year and I was tired. Um, yeah. That was a lot. Um, but like after that, I was like, I'm not going back. <laughs> <Warren comes laughs> <alone. is> <laughs> and I just, I worked too hard, you know, yeah. like I busted my ass these five years, so. I'm gonna make it work. I'll make something out of it,
0: <laughs> right? And that you have. <laughs> so, given these unusual times, what does a typical day look like for you um, now, in comparison to what it looked like before COVID and during, you know, the the ultimate
1: shutdown? Uh, that's a tough question because I think it so. Ooh, because before COVID I didn't have a child, so that's a whole nother situation. <laughs> um, so before COVID, it's uh, a lot of hours at my current job right now, and then uh, after that, I pretty much come home, um, do some sketching or drawing or something with the sketchbook, or I'm looking at art or something. But I do it all day at work um, as well. Um, that's pretty much it because with the commute to my job i like i I put a lot into my job um uh, because i really love serving the community that i work with um and working with vocal artists so i put a lot of my energy into that um now with covid here uh with the baby it's just it's really all about baby and it's it's hard to find time to create i have but she wasn't as mobile um but i do miss painting i have a real desire to paint it's hard to bring the paints out Um, (laughs) the baby takes a while to set up and you know you got to get into the zone and um once you're in that zone it's hard to you don't want to break that so it's hard to do that um, with the baby. so um our little moments i'll find time to do a little bit of sketching or if i don't sketch i'm writing so like the notes in my phone if i have an idea which a lot of my ideas come in the middle of the night. <laughs> um, I'll jot something down. Or if I really have something that hanging out my head, I'll sketch it out really quickly and I'll go back to it later. But I, I just got to get it down on the paper because um, I'll forget. So <laughs> Yes, definitely. <laughs> so that was, that's kind of what it is
0: now yeah I can definitely relate to that because I have a blank canvas right behind me that you know I said <laughs> I was gonna paint and never find the time to do so but
1: yeah, yeah yeah I even had started um speaking of work I'm just trying to think like it's hard to think like before COVID now. definitely
0: I know <laughs> but um
1: what I was starting to do at work I'm i, mean, I spent all this time at work where I just start like creating at work
0: and so it's yeah. like
1: I was working on this painting on my friend still in the studio over there and that's how I um started to work more on doing my coloring book images so I would just do like I'm there observing classes I would also like do some digital work on the computer so I'm like I'm Mm -hmm. here all evening so might as well um do some work as well
0: definitely how has your experience going to an art school shaped your career
1: oh a good question <laughs> so uh so obviously i think it provided a foundation of what art is and what art can be um i think the other important thing i kind of um also learned is like with the corcoran school was really kind of based on uh they honed into you were your ideas and your concepts and so, kind of sort of in an indirect way, I've taken that into my job because I have to do a lot of creating partnerships uh, with other community organizations and schools, other schools within GW or faculty members and staff. And so, um, like, that's the bulk of my job is creating these partnerships. And so, um I think, and even from, still from being a child, is, is going back to like having ideas. And like, what do you do uh, when you have an idea? Like, what are the different avenues that you can go in? And I think we were really challenged on that um, with the professors uh, at the Cork, kind of, like not limiting yourself to doing like just the painting and drawing. I got into installation work, like we were, you we were do, cranking yeah. out everything. Everything, man. <laughs> we were cranking out everything. So I think like looking at in that term, um but also like you you have to once you have that idea you find the medium that kind of fits it Mm -hmm. so you let the idea kind of drive your process um and sometimes the media too but mainly your idea and like wait what fits with doing this and so I think that's how I got into doing some more digital work or um just using different types of media to create things Mm -hmm. Um, wow. So I think that's how is by my process and um like how I work now, so yeah, and it helps me like be open minded because i I meet all different types of people and you have to learn how to almost like be a chameleon yeah <laughs> um with working with different types of people, and so um I think that's also what I learned too because I've also met some you meet some like you really do meet the most interesting people in art school like you really just don't know someone's story and I was just it challenged like all of my thoughts and perceptions about culture and identity um I think I I think kind of everybody goes to art school that identity piece but it's, it's in ways that you don't even like imagine like you meet someone and then you see the artwork and he's like, whoa, I didn't know you had all that inside of you. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't expect it. Like you expect them to do this and they just do something else. And it's just like, wow, like everybody needs to like, you know, operate like this, like, you know, to know a creative person, like that's like gold. It's, it is gold. <laughs> it's <just> gold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I said, they just see the world completely differently than what we're kind of like um, trained to do in school, or even how, like, looking at my family, and, like, the uh, stereotypes that they have about art and um, other cultures and things, so it just kind of really just opened my mind to a lot.
0: Yeah. I mean, everything that you shared is so powerful and it made me go back to our college days. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things I remember is that we used to be in class for like, you know, six hours, five hours, and that was just one class. Yeah. So so most of the things like in my everyday life or career life now, it's just like, oh, Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel draining to me, you know, to Mm -hmm. be working like overtime or like doing things that m- normally people would complain about because we were mm-hmm. trained to be in that, you know, environment and space. Cause that's kind right. of, I never understood it then, but now I'm like, oh, you know, they were actually really <laughs> training us to be in this environment as, you know, mm-hmm. creatives in that mm-hmm. in the creative industry.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What was your first arts related opportunity post-graduation?
1: So you mean in terms of like like gallery shows or just like
0: um so um, let's let's kind of discuss more of the educational side. Oh education. um, or like you know teaching side um and then we'll go oh, into okay, okay. more of your art practice later. But yes, just okay, that what, sounds what, good. what your position was um in terms of career.
1: Okay, so um right after college, uh I went straight into teaching. Um, mm-hmm. public schools, so I actually went back to I went to middle school high school in Montgomery County so I, went, I got a job in Montgomery County so funny enough when I was at the Corcoran um, it was like a panel for um, like a couple of different art supervisors from different K-12 schools that came and spoke and oddly enough there was the one art supervisor there from Montgomery County and she actually used to teach at my high school but I never <laughs> took a ceramics <laughs> class so I never had yeah. her But I saw her, and then she's like, yeah, if you're ever looking for a job, you know, like, hit me up. And so I did, because I applied to um, some other counties, too. And and so, um, but I remember, like, I went into the interview, you know, kind of sort of, like, relaxed, because I'm like, okay, I know this person. I can kind of, like, let down. Oh, she was tough. She was tough. (laughs) And I came out of there, I was like, I don't know if I got that job (laughs) or not. Like, I know I try to answer the question to my best of ability, but I was just, like, I was not expecting that because it was, like, her and then, like, an HR person who's like, the complete opposite. She was the more, like, you know. Relaxed. <laughs> yeah. I was just kind of, like, like any art concept that I mentioned or, like, I had to define it. Like, I had to know, explain to her, like, what it was. And, like, when we had to go, like, walk through a lesson, like, she was not playing games. <laughs> but long story short, um, I went into teaching middle school. Um, and I taught uh, middle school for about almost five years. Uh, mm. was doing, my, doing the course of my fourth year was when I got uh, the opportunity for my current position, which came through somebody else as well. So.
0: Okay. What was that experience like teaching middle school? Girl, <laughs> we don't
1: have to go back there. <laughs> okay. We don't have to go back there, but I can, I can, I can talk about it. I'm just saying, like. Uh, most people are afraid of middle schoolers, but like, I love them. Don't get me wrong. They are, they are tough. They are really tough, but I just feel like it's such a fun stage because like they, they don't know who they are yet, but they mm-hmm. want to know. <laughs> and so, and there's just all this, you know, developmental stuff that's going on. So they're just like, they're crazy. Um, <laughs> and so you never know what you're going to get um, every day that you go in. Cause one day, Smiling, happy, fine. By third period, the girls crying, like <laughs> oh, <shame. laughs> something happened. It's just yeah. like all drama. Um, but there, when it comes to art, that's like the that's like the sweet spot of teaching art because like they want a little bit of skill, but they still have they're still pretty imaginative. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can really do a lot of uh, inspiring. And developing that art appreciation at 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 that age, but I they are tough. If you don't have a solid, if you don't know who you are personally, and you go and teach a middle school class, they will rip you to shreds. Mm -hmm. So, um, I thought I had tough skin. I had to build even more tough skin by the time I um finished. So they really just kind of changed who I am and how I approach things, as well too. Um, but they're fine. They're fine. I do. Miss them sometimes, but <laughs> those those special days I was just like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all better be glad I know Jesus, cause
0: <laughs> it's rough. So let's now talk about your own personal art
1: practice.
0: What is your work
1: about? So that's a good question. Um, but I think I feel like I'm always doing something different. Um mm. but I think mostly it's about the self. Um like myself, like looking at myself personally and explore my, uh, my emotions, really, um, just how I perceive myself, how the world sees me, um, how do I deal with things in daily life, I'd going through, doing some of those things, um, think about myself like literally and abstractly and (laughs) trying to, Figure out how my mind works and unpacking those layers. And so I just really explore myself and how I see the world.
0: So, as someone originally from um, Bat- Baton Rouge, Louisiana, mm-hmm. do you feel that any of your pieces pay homage to your hometown or there's some sort of influence from where you came from? That's
1: a good question, too. I've done some pieces. Um, they're kind of related to that, but you won't see any of that, like, um, like on my website or anything. So there was a piece that I did um, of my grandfather who passed away a couple of years ago. I had took a picture of him. He was outside, like um, just on the front porch. This little beat up recliner like cutting okra and you know as much as I've eaten okra I've never seen it like in its like original form I've mm. always just seen it cut up so I was just kind of like what's that it's like it's okra I was like oh that's what it looks like wow. yeah. and so um I don't know it was just like a moment um because I know he was sick at the time so I was just trying to capture some photos of him and I just felt like that moment I don't know it was just seems like he was just really just like at peace with himself yeah um, and the world, and so I took that, uh, image, and I kind of did, like, a, uh, kind of like a collage, I don't really want to call it a collage with it, but it was, like, pain and collage and other things, and it started, kind of pretty much put him, like, in an abstract swamp, so, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. swamps in Louisiana, because I just felt like he's, like, the common storm, you know, uh, knowing that he's been through many decades, and I've seen a lot in his life, it was just, like, that moment, I guess he just kind of, like, he was okay. Yeah. Like, you know, he was yeah. okay. And so, um, and I remember I sent it to, I was doing it actually for a show. Um, uh I the name of the show, but everyone was doing work on these panels. And I think it's called One House Exhibit or something like that. You had to do the work on a specific panel this specific size. And um, I just thought it was okay. But um, I sent it to my grandmother and it brought her to tears. Mm-hmm. And so she took the image and like printed copies of it and gave it to his sisters because um, they're very they're elderly too and they live out like way out in the country mm-hmm. and so she framed it for them and gave it to them so that's how I knew I was like uh, like got through to some of my family members for like the wow. art piece like yeah. they kind of really they got to them to see that like how art can be transformational mm-hmm. um, I also I haven't finished it but a couple of years ago I started this ink this abstract ink portrait of my grandmother um and trying to capture her and also like just how she is and it's like this black and white uh grayscale and but um it's actually rolled up under my bed because <laughs> i know i need to finish it and so it's, it's huge and so <laughs> one of these days I'll, I'll um
0: black velvet is proud to sponsor creative habits podcast Black Velvet is a Black-owned family business providing skincare products. Handmade, intentional, and designed to nurture the skin and body. Lather in luxury with our signature Black Velvet Shea Butter. Our base is raw shea infused with essential oils and vitamins to revive and enhance your natural skin's glow. We offer unisex options and a grooming kit to ensure quick and essential groom. For daily application for any occasion or season. Try our beard gang kit collection, perfect for a man on the go with notes of barbershop orange and essential oils to protect and nurture your beard growth. Visit us on Etsy at Shop Black Velvet or follow us on Instagram by BlackVelvet. I love that. And I don't know if it's intentional, but I do things like that is if I'm working on a piece or if I want to work on a piece, I put it somewhere where I can't, like where I know where it is or where I can't mm-hmm. like avoid it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm always thinking about it. <laughs> but when you said I know your bed, I was like, yeah, I know I can relate to something like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause I used to live. So when we were at my parents' house, I was, I got my first apartment so I lived on my own for like three years mm-hmm. and I've always had a two-bedroom apartment because I used the other room as a studio so when I used to live by myself I used to have artwork like all my paintings like up everywhere mm-hmm. so it was like I couldn't ignore it.
0: Right. right
1: so I would go one painting I'd go to the other one or like, whichever one I felt like working on that day I would work on it now not like I said not so much because of baby. <laughs> um but yeah I just had like the the unfinished work was seen. And so you always, there was always something to go to. There was always like never nothing to do. Yeah. You know, there's always work to be done. Nice.
0: So So how do you balance being an artist, a wife, a mom, a leader in the Washington DC community as a director of an art center? How do you make it all work?
1: Girl, when you find out, let me know. (laughs) If you find out, let me know. Yes. Um, some days, you know, some things just got to give, some days. Um, but really, it's like, really, I've been trying to, like, stay strong in my faith. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is exhausting. Um, Some days, I, there's a lot of days where I really just, like, I feel like giving up. Yeah. Or, like, my anxiety gets the best of me. Depression gets the best of me. Um... But I just really try to stay strong in my faith. And then, I'd like, my husband is just awesome in terms of being supportive. Like, he's, like, my number one that comes to me doing my art. my number one, like, supporter. And, like, yeah. you got to work on that. You need to go back to painting. Paint something. Draw something. <laughs> um, so, like, having a solid partner helps out a lot. Um, and also, like, my friend group, you know. Yeah. Watching them do things. And, um, you know, we're here to support each other as well. And then other I don't know, balance. This is—I feel like I'm always searching for balance. Um, this is going to be a constant search. But I just lately, what I've been doing is like if I—if it doesn't happen today, it's okay. Yeah. I'm gonna get to it the next day. I, I'm trying not to really stress on so like I gotta get this done. Da, 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 da. Sometimes I do. um some work that obviously that has time constraints. But then I realize I'm like I can only do so much. And now that I'm a mom my energy level is just not up there <laughs> yeah. to where it used to be. So I just try to think about what's the most important thing I have to do today. Um, and then whatever else doesn't work, you know, falls in line from there. So just take it little by little day by day, but Definitely. balance is a constant. Um, start constantly trying to get there. <laughs> I feel you. And what COVID
0: mm-hmm. has taught me is, they can wait. People can wait. Mm-hmm. You know, like it really there's, there's no rush. It really not <laughs> only
1: they can wait, I can wait. I can wait as um, well. Yeah. Because like I'm a um, uh, sometimes like I can be. a I try. I try not to be a perfectionist, but I can't help it. Like I just like order. Mm-hmm. I like things to be done when they, they people say they're gonna do it, and mm-hmm. like I'm a planner, and so it really stresses me out when things um, don't go as planned. Um, I don't know. It's like the constant battle, like the artist in me, and like versus like the Type A personality. is constantly yes. a battle, mm-hmm. and so I have to find. That's what I'm mainly finding the balance between, like being the laid back person or like now nah, I got to get this done. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> so, when it comes to your own personal exploration of art, who are some artists that really inspire you?
1: So. I think the first artist, which a lot of people uh, know, is Basquiat. Mm. Um, and I remember specifically it was high school, I believe. I forgot what field trip I was on, um, but we went to uh, up to New York. And I think there's a museum if in like what the Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Somewhere like a small like yeah, he galley up his work and that was my first time seeing his work in person. And -hmm. just like a room full of and I was like, whoa, like I've never stepped into a room where you like really just because you're looking at the art, you just you felt a different vibe when you walked in. And um it was just so expressive and like raw and like um I try like captioning that in my like just raw, pure emotion that's one of the reasons why i use like bold colors and things like that because you just kind of like put it out there mm. um it no realism but you like you felt the work yeah. and so i like that's a, that's a, some serious power right there mm-hmm. it's <laughs> almost like, like that's what i want <laughs> go ahead go i'm ahead. sorry just... I was like, that's that's what I want to do. Like, (laughs) like, how do I do that? (laughs) It's
0: almost like, to me, um, you know, Bob Marley's music, where it's like, Mm -hmm. he's not like a Luther Vandross, but you feel Mm -hmm. his music. Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel like Basquiat is the same way, where it's like, he's not this realistic painter. You know, people would Mm -hmm. expect him to kind of be famous for, but he, like, you can really feel his work and understand, Mm -hmm. you know, what message he was trying to portray. Mm -hmm. But anyway, in 2011, Corcoran exhibited 30 Americans, which Mm -hmm. showcased a myriad of diverse representation of Black excellence. Mm -hmm. As a Black artist at a predominantly white institution, what did that experience do for you?
1: Um, that was a very inspiring exhibit, and I think I learned a lot from that, um, just seeing, like, different directions that Black artists have taken art, but it's, like, these people, are like, I mean, well, some of them, I learned something about art school. It's, like, why have I never heard of any of these artists Girl. before?
0: <laughs> that was my next question, because, like, why? Yeah, yeah go ahead. <laughs> well, next question, my next question was, did you know any of these artists before? Because I didn't, and it blew my mind, and I was just like, "Why aren't we even learning this in class?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: There were a couple that were recommended. Yeah. yeah, there were a couple that were recommended to me just because of the type of work I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, uh, I think they had, a, I think they had a Julie Maratou piece and a Mark Bradford, Bradford, mm-hmm. Candy Wiley, of course,
0: Nick Cage. They had. Famous
1: had famous. Oh yeah, Nick Cage. Kara Walker. Course. Carol, yeah, that was like mm-hmm. the main one. He's like, you should Carol Walker. Like, as far as like my college, work, college yeah, 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 and um, so I remember in particular, that's that's my first time seeing a Kahende Wiley, Wiley piece.
0: piece, girl.
1: Yeah, and it was it was just it was just huge. I I, I yeah. love just like big artwork like and <laughs> and I was just kind of like looking at that oil. I was like, oh my god, like, <laughs> like, I could be like up close to this, like. No one else can do this. Like I just walk out of class and just go look at a Kahende Wiley yeah. piece. Um, it was kind of one of the benefits. But I was just like, and they, you know, like, where, where is all this this stuff? And so, oh, I, where I did it come more, from? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How do I find out more? Yeah. Because like, The benefit of going to the Corcoran was okay. We're right there by a National Mall, mm-hmm. so like sometimes you know for our history classes, you just go walk to the museum and you have class over there because. Oh, yep. we're about. some of the works we're talking about are like right there right in the museum and a lot of other cities and I like they got to pay to get in so that was mm-hmm. one of the benefits but it just made me um do my research and even still there's still tons of because of Instagram and mm-hmm. I don't know if you watched the HBO uh documentary about black art after the Light. Yes. I'm just like so I've heard of like David um Driscoll before mm-hmm. um just because of that you know university of maryland the
0: gallery yes
1: the gallery there and i remember going there because my husband graduated from there um mm-hmm. and seeing that but i was like i didn't know his impact and so like that was and i heard people mention before but i just didn't know who he was, I was like oh and then like Same. he died so i was just like, like <laughs> oh great and it's like another one of us gone and so um but yeah i just opened i was like okay i can do this like you know this art thing—it's—it's it's possible for me. Yeah. Um. And I briefly met Amy Cheryl and took a oh, selfie wow. with her because she was at the uh, when I was teaching. Uh, in Baltimore, they had the Maryland um, Art Education uh, Convention or mm-hmm. conference or whatever, and she was the keynote speaker. And um, like just hearing about, like conceptually, how she's got to the point where she's gotten um, was very inspiring but I just same thing like I didn't know she's been in Baltimore this whole time the whole time, the <laughs> whole time. and I was like you've got to be kidding me yeah. and then um, I said one other story about another our, our artist so my husband and I went to the oh, dude, it was a museum in Baltimore not the Baltimore Museum of Art um, I think it was
0: the African American uh, Mertis
1: no, it was the African mm-hmm. American Museum, a history, like history. They have an African like history museum there, mm-hmm. and they had a um, the Gee's Bend uh, quilt exhibit there. Oh. Uh, they had some of the quilts, and then this lady who did photograph, who went down there and did uh, with the um, newspaper. I don't know if she did it for New York Times or Washington Post, whatever. She did this big old spread of, about them in the paper. Mm-hmm. And so there was a lady there talking to the people, and we were just thinking that she was just the um, the tour guide and I was like wait a minute I was looking at that's... the description and then looked at her I was like that's her <laughs> that's her <laughs> and so then she just happened that was, that was like the last day of the show and she's like wow. okay, I just wanted to stop by and see and so like this is lady that was behind like telling their stories in the photographs and then lo and behold we found out that she's the one that um helped start uh I don't want to, I don't know why I want to say Vibe magazine. It was one of those early like wow. black magazines. She was um, the photographer for it. Wow. And helped. So I was just like, you just never know who you're going to, she's from Baltimore. Amazing. So found, like you never know who you're going to meet in these spaces. Like she just happened to be there. I was like, this is great. Absolutely. <laughs> oh man.
0: So before we end this lovely interview, um, I want to play a game called this or that. And okay. you have to choose between which artists you would prefer. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. So the first one, Nick Cave or Candy
1: Wiley? Oh, girl. Oh, that's tough. That's tough. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I would say Nick Cave.
0: Okay. Carol, mm, that's different. So I would say mm-hmm. Nina Chanel Abney or Michaele Thomas?
1: Mm, Michaelene. Yeah. Can I say definitely. why? I my other one. Yeah, yeah. Go <laughs> ahead. Say why. why. So <laughs> one, the way I say, and actually for the same reasons, because of the way they use materials. Mm-hmm. Like Nick Cave, like he's made so many different things out of those sound, like so I many sound out of different materials, and with um, Nicoline, like the way she uses the glitter and her composition um, of her paintings. Yeah, oh, yeah. Definitely. She's doing a lot with photography now too, so which I think it's cool.
0: Hmm there's so much to choose from let me think <laughs> i can't believe i'm saying this but uh-huh. we we could say this now john okay.
1: edmonds <laughs> or <laughs> gordon parks oh girl you cannot do that <laughs> you cannot oh john if you're listening i love you but i know he's inspired by gordon parks no right? i know <laughs> that's that was a that was a difficult yeah, one and because i've actually that's what i've actually been looking at
0: a lot lately mm. because
1: they have a the Gordon Parks Foundation has that Instagram account and um uh, what else was I reading was it in that documentary or something else? And they were telling the story of how Gordon Parks got started, like he um, um the one like the first famous was doing the American Gothic, mm. um, that photograph one, like his reinterpretation because when mm-hmm. he took that photo. Um, and he went back to, like, the newspaper or whatever, the the guy was like, oh, we're going to get in trouble for this one. Because that's how, like, like, he just knew, like, that was going to cause some problems. Mm. So that's what, learning about his story, I've been looking at a lot of his photographs a lot more. Wow. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. I already said, Candy Wally, let me see. Huh. This is the last one as well. Let me Okay uh let me think i'm trying to like compare people that are quite similar but not that similar together Mm -hmm. but are really Mm -hmm. major um oh let me see okay mark bradford or amy sherald They're two different styles, but you know why yeah, not? They
1: are. <laughs> uh, they are. You know what? I have to go with Mark Bradford. Okay. For the same reasons why I chose um, Nick Cave, and because uh, he started. He, if I remember correctly, he just he started making his works just from collecting like signage. Mm, um, I think he yeah. used to. I hope I'm I'm getting this right. He used to, I think his mom used to work in a beauty shop. or He used to paint signs for a lot of different places. So he used to just collect a bunch of stuff. Wow. And that's how he got started with like the collages and kind of like the textured background. Hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. Sorry. One more, one more. (laughs) Jacob Lawrence or Romare Bearden?
1: Oh, Romare. Yeah. Romare. Um, Definitely.
0: All right, well, I have one final question for you before we conclude. So I know we had a conversation about 30 Americans Mm -hmm. and now that you are in a position where you are (laughs) what is considered to be having a seat at the table or creating your own table and providing seats, Mm -hmm. how do you see your role um, as a director or beyond to educate people who look like us about the artists
1: that look like them? Oh, that's a big question. Cause it's, it's odd. Cause I don't really think of myself as having to see at the table, but now as you said it, I th- like thinking about different job scenarios. Like that's what happened yeah. <laughs> as far as like helping out local artists, um, which I love working with cause they, they inspire me. Um, but I think, uh, that's a tough role, but that's also kind of like my mission just to make, you know, it started with my family. Like now that they're getting it, um, you know, other people, to, because the community that I work with, like, you know, some of them really know their art stuff, but yeah. there's a lot of them who don't. And I, I, how I really do that more so than the programming is through the gallery space.
0: Mm. Um,
1: because when you walk into that building, um, right across the front desk is our gallery space. So, like. Everybody sees that. And yeah. so like like when it's not student work up, you know, it's always work from the local artists or local organization. And I really push, um that was like my what I want when like was coming in, like what I wanted to do. I was like, oh, I get to manage this gallery. Yes. Like, it's such a huge opportunity. I was just like, wait a minute, I'm like that making me like a curator now. <laughs> and so I really pushed to make that gallery be like a highlight, you know, yes. like the center of attention or to get people's attention. And so we're bringing in, um, like you introduced me to Jabari mm. and um, uh, working with uh, Alana, with the Duke Ellington, um, yeah. you know, giving the kid a, a, a solo show. Um, and other artists that are well-known brought them in. Like, to me, like the most powerful moments was like when one of the um, the maintenance workers came in Like every time I set up a new exhibition, he's like in there, like asking Mm, me questions, like, uh, uh, and if they see the artist setting up, they're going in and interacting with them. I I think that's what the most, excuse me, important part is, and just like touching people. They've been here for years, but they want to know what's what's going, who's coming next, who's next in the gallery, and I think that that's like how I know, okay, this is working. Or, yeah, when they meet the artist. The last show that we had was um, Mm Simone's, And unfortunately, uh, obviously, like right before we were going to do like the opening stuff was when COVID happened. And um, she was there a couple of days setting up. And then he came to me he was like, I didn't know she was a young lady. <laughs> was, I don't know. He thought that he was, like, some older lady or yeah. whatever. And like, he was just so, I was like, yeah. I was like, I think she's, like, she's even younger than me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he was, just like, he's just, like, amazed, like, all this work that she did. And she's like, she's a pretty young lady. And I'm like, yeah, she looks like looks like us. <laughs> yeah. You know? And so those little moments, like, um, mean the world to me. Even when it's working with the parents and, like, uh I had a parent that was coming to pick up supplies and she was just like, yeah, my son loves, you know, the digital illustration class. He's still been creating work. And and this is a person who like didn't have his camera on doing the whole entire just class. Not yet. I was just probably... like, what? And yeah. I was like, please tell him to send us photos of his work, like please, because wow. we want to see. But like, I get that, you know, all the time through those like small conversations I have with parents, mm-hmm. kids, with, you know, people who work there. Um, like, that's how I know and that's what keeps me going because some days I'm like you know what like who cares like yeah <laughs> like why am I doing all this like it really doesn't get to that point almost every month really because it's been rough um but when someone just takes the time out just to say thank you or like this inspired me or thank you for having this it's just like well okay like I'm here for a reason definitely um, yeah So let me just keep keep at it
0: Yeah. So I'd like to also give you your flowers now (laughs) Um, because you've done such an amazing job. You've done such an amazing job with the kids and the gallery. Um, And it's it's just so beautiful to see, you know, the people that I kind of I would say grow up with because, you know, while Mm -hmm. you're in college, you're still growing. And it's just so Mm -hmm. amazing to see all of us really, you know, still doing something that's involved in what we are passionate about. And, you know, Mm -hmm. that's so important. Mm -hmm. So. The final thing I need you to do, please, is to share information about how people can learn about um, ArtReach, how they can see your work or contact and communicate with you. Um, So if you have Mm -hmm. any social media handles or websites that
1: you'd like to share, now is the Mm -hmm. opportunity. Okay, so... um I mainly share, on social media. I mainly share my artwork through Instagram, so you can find me at Created by Azzy, A Z Z Y, uh, which is also the same for my website, Created by mm-hmm. um, and Gmail. Same thing, Created by Azzy at gmail.com. Um, find out more about ArtReach. The Instagram is ArtReachGW, G um, W, and then if you just Google ArtReach um, G W. The website will pop up because a little bit it's a long um, uh, address or whatever. So just Google it and you'll find it. <laughs> Love it. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you. <laughs> and say I hello to your family for me. Have a good evening. You too. Say hello to your work as well. <laughs> All right. Take
0: Night care. Bye bye. Hey, beautiful people. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Here is your quote of the day The formula for success rise early, work hard, strike
1: oil. J. Paul Getty. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, comment, and have a good one, people. Peace.